Welcome to the Top Secret Wedding Podcast. And today's episode, if you want to learn why we are so cranky so often, listen to this episode. This is the Top Secret Wedding Podcast, where we share top secret tips to help you take your wedding game to the next level. I'm Annika, and I'm a wedding coordinator, enthusiast, and venue manager for one of the best venues in Idaho. I'm Chris, and I'm a DJ, master of ceremonies, and all-around lover of weddings. We're on a mission to improve weddings and wedding professionals everywhere. Okay, so today <laughs> we are doing another Pet Peeves episode. Um, yeah. We just we got lots of beef with the industry, so we're going to talk about some more of our Pet Peeves. Last time, we talked about specific vendors. Yes. And this time... Just and, more in general. Yeah, overall pet peeves. Yeah, so they kind of, it's broad range. Broad range. They're, this is probably going to become a whole series. Just probably, like after yeah, everybody. I like it, yeah. I like it. So let's jump right into it. The first one that I have a problem with is slideshows. And let me qualify that a little bit. Um, I think slideshows at a wedding are okay if they're something that's done in the background. Yes. Done during dinner, during cocktail hour, put it up, let it run, and just loop over and over and over again. I'm I'm great with that. Mm-hmm. But anytime somebody tries to do a slideshow that everybody has to sit down and watch. Hey guys, watch this slideshow. Watch this slideshow. No. <laughs> it's not good. And here here's my reasoning for it. I think it's a very poor way to try and tell a story. Yes. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, Look at these two people. They started at birth. He was a little goofy. She was a little beauty queen. And they grew up together and then they met and then they fell in love and now they're married today. And it's just not done really well. I've seen slideshows, you know, I, yeah, I've seen slideshows that have been done really well. Yeah. But they're typically not just slideshows. They're typically, Mm -hmm. there's more production value there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, just adding that value of like having a storyteller that's like, hey, you know, I don't know. You could just do so much more if you have a storyteller than just a hit play and watch. Right. You know? So I just, I told you offline that my wife and I, we just booked a Disney vacation. Congratulations. So excited. (laughs) Um, but Disney is masterful at telling stories. Yes. Um, I mean, the first go-to thing that we think about is, you know, cartoons and the movies that they've made. But when you go to the park, there is a story that's being told everywhere you go, even down to the type of ground that they use. Yeah. When you walk into Frontierland, the mm-hmm. ground is different. You walk into Tomorrowland, the ground is different. And it's because they are trying to tell a story. Exactly. By putting little photographs that you've taken over the years in a random order <laughs> on a slideshow, it's not it's not a good way to tell a story. Yeah. So go for it. Make a slideshow. But mm-hmm. Don't make it something that everybody has to watch unless you really put the time in to make it a story, maybe with voiceovers, maybe with little messages from a grandparent. Right. Little things that you can do that actually tell the story instead of just trying to show pictures randomly. Yeah. I will say, too, another little pet peeve of mine with slideshows. Again, this is specific to my venue. Yeah. But if you are using an outdoor space, there's like no point because you can't really see it. See it. So that's the thing. I I will get clients that are like, oh, we want to do a slideshow. And I'm like, 
do you like it's it's real you're not gonna be able to see it and so i think that is something that is so critical for um everyone to think about is hey like well if you're putting in this time and effort to make this slideshow and present it can you even see it Mm -hmm. so the other thing is you could with the right technology you could make it viewable in daylight you could do that but the people that are wanting to do that are probably going to have a bigger budget and a bigger vision than a slideshow. So yes. they're probably not going to want to do that. So Exactly. Yeah. Also, people don't pay attention. They just don't care. Yeah. So stop yep. doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Vendor referral programs. Oh, it's, I, I don't like them. I, okay. So I have bounced back and forth for a while. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, I do not like them. Why? I just, I genuinely want to refer who I want to refer. You know, I don't want to refer some vendor because, oh, well, I'm going to get a bounce back or like I I'm going to refer who I want and I'm not going to refer who I don't want to. Yeah. And I think, you know, most vendors will go through that process of figuring out, do they like this? Do they not like this? And if it especially when you first start out, you might feel like it's worth it to pay two hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, whatever for this venue to refer you all the time. Mm -hmm. But. Like you said, I don't think it leads to the best quality work. Agreed. Well, and I feel like, you know, again, I think we might have mentioned this on our community over competition, but like I would much rather build up a vendor who I trust Mm -hmm. just because I trust and love their work than be like, oh, well, I should refer them to you, Yeah. you know? And so like pretty often we on our website, we have a page of like recommended vendors Yes. and, you know, a lot of vendors will be like how do I get on that and we always tell them like I mean the easy answer is like well do a wedding and work with us and we'll go from there do a good job yeah you know but I mean most times our brides are like so how did they get there and it's like I can be honest with you I am not referring them because we get anything I genuinely love their work yeah you know and I think you know the other thing is it damages your integrity as a vendor um, and it could damage your reputation if you're not careful, because if you recommend somebody that's not good, right? You're a recommending them just because you're getting a kickback, and b right. if they're not good, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. get a call from that yes that bride. So with that, I will say if you have a list of your go-to recommendations, you have to constantly be going through it and confirming it's still accurate. Oh, that's true. We actually had a thing where we had recommended a vendor mm-hmm. because we had worked with them and they were great and in the time their quality of product had changed. And so we had recommended them and day of wedding, it was not what we, you know, had experienced in the past. And so you better believe we heard about it. And the, I think it was mother of the bride or somebody was not happy. And they were like, hey, like, you know, I understand they probably were good, but you need to understand this is our experience. And of course, right then you're going to step in and go, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm going to take them off right now. Like that's not acceptable, but you need to be checking in and making sure that's accurate. Um, with that as well, you need to be going through and making sure anyone who you refer is still in business. There are sometimes okay. sometimes people will take a sabbatical or something or like, hey, I'm taking a break or whatever. Yeah. But how awkward is that if you recommend them and then the client goes and clicks their website link and it's like site down. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. I guess they're not. 
you know, or maybe they're not even accepting weddings for this year's or yeah, yeah. You know, you just, you, you kind of need to be in the loop of who you're recommending. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, a couple other things that I thought about is, um, it, it changes the relationship between vendors as well. Mm-hmm. I value the relationship that I have with the vendors that I work with, um, because I just respect what they do. Mm-hmm. And I refer, I, I, if somebody sends me, um, if they say, what's your Venmo so I can send you like a referral fee or whatever, mm-hmm. I tell them, I don't want that. Right. Keep that, please. Because I'll keep referring you because I like what you do, not because you're right. giving me money. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So th- that's one thing. <clears throat> the second thing is uh, I have a good buddy in, in Jamaica. Really? He's a, yeah. He's a DJ in Jamaica. <laughs> and shout out to Jason. Cool guy. And um, he's, he works at all of a lot of the um, like the resorts there yeah. that are right there on the beach. Yeah. It does a lot of beach weddings. I couldn't do it because the sand everywhere in all my equipment. But um, <laughs> he told me something interesting that if you are not on the preferred vendor list there, then clients have to pay a fee to have you at the venue. It's, it's the opposite. True. It's pretty common. Oh, dude, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty common. So vendor referral programs, not a fan. Yeah, not a fan. Okay. This one, I'm a little worried that I'm going to get too passionate on. <laughs> See it. Charging hourly. Uh, I, I maybe we'll get some flack for this one, probably especially from photographers. Yeah. But I think that charging hourly is a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I think it's not good. Um, I think that you should be working within reasonable hours, but I think charging an hourly fee is a mistake. Here we go. All right. Just let's hear one. It. I think. The only reason to do this is to allow your clients to pay you less money. Mm-hmm. That's it. Think about it. You're a lot. The only reason you're doing it is so you can get a client that has a slightly smaller budget. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. Because if you were confident in your day charge, then you would just charge one price for the day mm-hmm. instead of hoping that you get that client. Okay. Um, also, you're not going to take another gig that day. That's how, okay, yeah, that's my thing. So I always get questions from clients that they're like, well, what if we only want to use it for four hours or something? Right. It's like, you know, again, I say this in the nicest, most fluffed up way possible. But ultimately, if they book their wedding and it's only four hours, we're not going to book another thing that could have been 12 hours, whatever. Like, not 12 hours, but yeah. Um, But that's kind of what I always explain to them is like, well, ultimately, that's us reserving that day. If you only want yeah. it for four hours, that's great, but it's this flat rate and you get it for this amount of time. That's right. just what it is. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you're not going to be like, well, let me get out of here so I can get to my next. Right. Like, oh, we got to push this wedding out so we have another wedding coming in. Like, no, it's just, you're not going to book another thing for that day. Yeah. Now, there are some vendors that I would, I would argue that this actually does make sense. I think yeah. they're hair and makeup artists. Oh, I yes. Think this makes a lot of sense. Yes. Um, but for everybody else, don't do it. Yeah. Um, also, it hurts clients' timelines. Uh, mm. I have, we did a wedding recently where the schedule got off a little bit. There were some like weather issues and stuff like that. And it got, we we noticed that by eight o'clock, um, the, the photographer had to be gone. And this photographer basically made 
everybody reschedule the wedding day schedule <laughs> so that they could get everything done before the photographer had to leave. Wow. And to me, that's, man, what a disservice to your clients. Yeah. And probably to yourself, because what if you said, yeah, I can stay an extra half hour. No problem. Like, that's something that they would mention in, in a review. They're probably not going to say, well, the photographer had to leave at this time because that's all they were scheduled to. They're not going to mention that in a review. But if you right. stay an extra half hour or an hour past the time, they're going to love it. And the thing, too, to remember is a lot of times your reviews don't just come from the ones who signed the contract and understood, like, oh, they're leaving at this time. But how does that look to great aunt whoever... It's like, well, they rushed us and blah, 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 blah. Like, they don't know that you had a timeline and, you know. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next point, does it allow you to do your best work? Is this mm-hmm. is this allowing you this two-hour span that the client hired you for? Is that allowing you to do your best work? Right. I feel like that just kind of puts a, a cage on your ability to do your best work. I mean... Mm-hmm. I always talk about the brain cage. That's, I use it for the gym. I use it for the gym. Like I have to get out of my brain cage and whatever. But like, you know, if I have mentally thought, okay, well, this day is a wedding day. I'm not caging my mind into like, oh, well, I'm going to be at this wedding for two hours, but then I have dinner with friends and then I have this and it like shifts your priorities. So it, (laughs) You know, again, you want to be able to give your best work and your whole focus to your job. Yeah. So Why are you letting your clients dictate how good of a job you're going to do? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Okay. Also, most of the time uh, with most wedding vendors, not all wedding vendors, you are spending more time outside of the wedding day hours than you are on the wedding day. Yes. So, for example, a photographer, how much time are you spending editing versus mm-hmm. shooting? Right. Videography, even more so. How much time are you spending yeah. editing? For me, prep in the wedding for the wedding day takes more time than the actual wedding day. Right. So on that line, one, it's slightly dishonest. Maybe that's a little strong, but it's slightly dishonest to say that you're charging for five hours when you're not. Right. You're so you're charging for your time there, but then all of the afterwards. Yeah. So follow up to that. If they choose a lower package then you're allowing your clients to give you a pay cut, an hourly pay cut over all hours worked. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. It's harsh, but it's true. Yeah. Um, You should be charging, this is the next point, you should be charging based on the result, not based on the work that goes into it. Mm -hmm. You make more that way. So yeah, yeah, I I think maybe that's self-explanatory. Yeah. Well, and I think, we quote him all the time, but I think Ellenberg talks about this, where you have to advertise and charge for the result, and that's your selling point as well. Yeah. So. Right. The clients are not paying uh, for, their clients aren't paying for my speakers. Right. They're playing for music to accompany the moment where they have their first dance. Exactly. They don't care about the speakers. Right. Yeah. Uh, unless they don't work, then they care. Then they care. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Then then here. I don't know if I should say this. Uh, you should say it. Did, did you really quit your day job to become an hourly worker? Is that what you did? Is that that <laughs> that was your big plan? Um, it's a little harsh. It's, but... it's a little harsh. But I mean, really what it is, I quit my day job to do this because I love doing it. I right. Love, right. I'm into it. I love the result that I get. I love seeing the clients' faces. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it to add another 
paycheck to the client's day. That's not why I did it. Right. So, yeah. That's not to say that you shouldn't be looking for ways to upcharge and, you know, add-ons and stuff like that. That's a separate issue. But, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, the solution, my solution, is charge one price for the talent and you can charge a separate price for add-ons for the other physical things that you're providing. Yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of what I was going to mention is charging hourly, like, you know, again, I think you need to charge flat rate for the day, but just to clarify, you can charge hourly at hourly. That sounded weird. Um, but you can do that as an add-on. So like, you know, with my venue, we say, okay, like this is what you get. Yeah. We use it more as like a, a punishment because okay, everyone has to be out by 11. If you go past that, then it's an hourly rate. But you best believe, like, hey, if they really want that, then we're going to charge it high. Right. If they really want it, they'll do it. But it also deters that. Yep. You know? And so if you are, I guess it kind of depends what you're looking for. But most times you've given your best result. And if they want more, raise that price up. Right. Make it worth your time. Because at that point, it's now detracting from your best work. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. So. Okay. All right. Um, thanks for letting me rant on that. Sure, good. <laughs> Passionate about that. Uh, next one. Not working together to find a solution. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. We we did a wedding. I won't give too many specifics, but we did a wedding where um, we needed. Uh, how do I say this without creating somebody? <laughs> Basically, yeah. I, if you if somebody comes to you with a solution and you just are not happy about it and you just say no, like right, then I just why why be a yeah grump? yeah no exactly why be a grump you know I think it's just so important to work together as well because if you aren't open to other people's solutions, then maybe they have the best solution, but if you're closed off to that, then really at the end of the day. All it's going to be doing is hurting the product. It's going to be hurting the day of bride and groom. It's just hurting the product. Right. So. And I'm going to say on the flip side, let's say in that situation, I have the best answer, right? You come to me, you have a solution, I have a solution. And in the end, my solution, it actually turned out to be the right one. Right. If I just shut you down and say, no, 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 this is what we're doing, Annika. I don't even (laughs) want to hear it. Yeah. How, how is that going to, A, how is that going to make you feel? Right. And how is that going to affect our relationship the rest of the day? Right. And yeah. Are you going to want to refer me if I like just wrong? Just be nice. Right. Yeah. Just no, be nice. Exactly. Work with each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think just a, a little side tangent. I think that's so important with your staff because how oh, that's true. Because yeah. how are you building your staff and giving them that opportunity to learn and grow if you're just saying, no, this is what we're doing. Right. If you say, hey, like one of, I need to implement this so bad, but one of the biggest things that I have listened to recently is if someone comes to you with their problem, yeah, don't take it on as suddenly your problem. Mm. Flip it back on them. Yeah. And if they come to you and say, hey, I have this problem, you say, okay, what do you think is the best yeah. way to handle that? You're there to give advice and make sure they don't go wrong. But how are you ultimately giving that experience to your staff to ultimately, <laughs> we always say, 
um, who, not how, but in replicating, yeah. replicating yourself. But how are you replicating yourself into these other people? And so if you just always solve all of the issues, you're not replicating yourself. You're not giving your staff or anyone else chances to learn. And so you need to flip it back and have them work through it and then guide and say, okay, I like this. Maybe this isn't the best option. Let's do this. Do, do you want to have to solve that problem every single time? Exactly. If you don't. The solution, no. You're <laughs> right. painting yourself into a corner. Exactly. Yeah. So. That's a good point. I yeah. like that. Little side tangent. Yeah. But. Uh, okay. Next one. Attire. What you're wearing on the wedding day. Um, you're at a wedding dress appropriately. Yeah. Like, come on. I'm so passionate about this. And that's not to say that you have to be in a tuxedo. I, right. I would argue actually that rarely should you ever be, not rarely, but most times in our area of the world. Yes. <laughs> we're not going to be in a tuxedo. Yes. Um, we've got a wedding this Friday yes. that I'm so excited considering wearing jeans to because- that would actually make sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this took me a second, but I'm like, actually. Yeah. Actually, right. <laughs> they are both in the rodeo circuit. They're kind yeah. of a big deal in the rodeo circuit, actually. Yeah. And uh, it might make sense to wear jeans. So I'm going to talk to them and see. But yeah, um, you should be dressing appropriately for the wedding that you're at. And the the fact is, you might think that you are out of the scene. I'm talking to photographers mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might think that you, because you're not in the pictures, you it doesn't apply but you're still in the scene and other you're people. still in the scene yeah. yep um well and i just think too it's so important as well to know the vibe of the wedding yeah. because let's say it's a casual we're basically just doing a summer picnic i i'm so excited i literally have a wedding this year where it's basically a family picnic yeah they have a face painter coming in and That's a cool. bounce house and That's all this fun stuff, okay? Yeah. So how is that going to look if, you know, someone shows up in a tux? Right. That's not the vibe they're giving off. They're yeah. wanting a a fun wedding party. Yeah. But likewise, you know, if your clients have these super classy full-length dresses and everything and you show up in jeans, it's what what are you giving thing. off? Yeah, so yeah. just so important to know the vibe of the day the look they're wanting and to go with that yeah so agreed i think when in doubt black is always safe yeah (laughs) black is always safe yeah so and i mean in the end unless you're dressed like a a literal hobo right right um then you nobody's gonna say anything to you right but they are gonna judge you but they are gonna judge you and it's gonna reflect on you yeah So. so that's not to say that you can't be comfortable um, and by the way, photographers, I love you. I love photographers. So I'm, I feel like I'm saying a lot about photographers. But um, I think by the nature of being able to buy a camera, it's easy for somebody to enter the photography scene mm-hmm. and not have the training or experience to know some of these things. Yes. So I'd say 99% of the photographers that I work with are awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's the 1% that dresses like a hobo that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> I will say you can a thousand percent be comfy and look professional. And I can't speak for guys as much, but if any girls want any advice or anything, let me know in the comments and I will I will hook you up. I know all about comfy and professional. So Yeah. Yeah. There and there's options for guys too. Especially in the last few years where yeah. So okay. And then the last thing I think this is probably for any facet in life. Every yes, right. Agreed. Settling for mediocrity. Yes. 
it, man, I'm, why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that settling for mediocrity is a great way to lead to job dissatisfaction. Agreed. If you're doing the same thing every single wedding, it's going to be boring eventually for yeah. you. And for anybody that attends more than one wedding with you, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking as an entertainer, they're they're gonna think the same thing. They're gonna think, man, this is boring. Mm-hmm. So I, I've even come across a lot of, maybe not a lot. I've come across some vendors that aren't just settling for mediocrity. They're embracing it. What? They're like, well, the the thing that I hear often is, well, nobody's ever complained about what. <laughs> right. Like that is your standard for excellence. Is no nobody's complained? That's man. Reach higher, do better, do make more better. money. Yeah, make more money. Seriously, yes. seriously. Yeah, if you yeah. get complacent, you you're just not going to make as much money. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. So, not saying that you should again don't overinflate your price, mm-hmm. but if you do more, you do better, and you're constantly improving. Yeah. People will notice, and they will pay you. Yeah, it's true. So, all right. Awesome. Those are. Part two of our pet peeves. Thanks for listening. If you're still here. If you're still here. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Top Secret Wedding Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review us, and we'll see you next time.